Beautiful. All right, so today's daf is daf Kuf Zayin in uh, the Halig of Masechus Ksubis. And we pick up from the bottom of Kuf of Amrbez, the two dots, which is uh, two lines and one line from the bottom of 106b, Kuf of Amrbez. And the, the uh, Dibur Hamaschil of our Gemara is Misha Holach Limdina Siyam. For a person who goes overseas, let's remind ourselves what this is, what this is uh, coming from. So our Mishnah on the bottom of Kuf Dalid Amr Beis, in the beginning of our Perak, told us that there are two Dayonic Zerais, which we clarified uh, what exactly that means, because we know there were many, many judges, but be it as it may, there were two Dayonic Zerais in Yerushalayim that um, made specific decrees for what we're going to be uh, dealing with financially when it comes to collecting Aksuba. And we listed in the Mishnah that Admain... Um, uh, and we started the list we, uh, we said If a person goes overseas I'm now just quoting the Mishnah On the bottom of Kuf Dalet Amar And his wife wants to claim support When he's not around So Hanan was of the opinion That she's going to have to swear At the end and not in the beginning Meaning when she ultimately comes to collect her ksuba, She's going to have to swear That none of the money that she took was connected to the ksuba, uh, but when she's collecting her actual mazaynis, she does not need to take a shvua. But the sons, the kahanim gedailim, held that she needs to swear both in the beginning and at the end, and Rav Daisab and Horkinus agreed with them. All right, so here we go. Let's get into this. And the Gemara, Misha Halach Sayam, says, bottom line, Kuf of Amar Beis. Itmar, we learned, Rav Amar. Rav says, Paiskin mazaynis la'isha sish. If you have a married woman, the, and a husband goes overseas, we use his estate, we use his property to support his wife. Why? Because the Torah says you're obligated to support your wife with uh, food, clothing, and home. Shmuel Amar Shmuel says, no, we don't give a married woman uh, automatic support from the husband's property. We will see why. Amar Shmuel. Shmuel says, Rav agrees with me. Rav and Shmuel had a lot of uh, differences. Rav was older than Shmuel. So over here, Shmuel is talking to Rav with, with uh, a lot of kavod, a lot of respect. He's calling him father. He says, During the first three months, we don't give her any money. Why? Because a person does not leave his house empty. People always leave some food, something in the pantry. And therefore, if she shows up a week after he leaves, it's an abnormal thing for a person. Uh, it's an abnormal thing for a person who's running out of his house and there's, there's nothing there for the next little bit. Now, as the Mepharshim here explained, the commentator explained, that's when there's normal shalom bias and a regular functioning home. If there's regular functioning home, we assume that she's not going to need to uh, come and make claim from the estate for up to three months. But after three months... We'll start giving it over to her. So Shmuel says, Rav will agree to that concept. Now, says the Gemara, Let's say we hear the husband goes overseas and he died. So now what? Kuli Pligi, Rav and Shmuel will both agree that what? We do use the property to take care of her. Now, let's pause and explain why. We're about to see in the Gemara, there's two reasons why we wouldn't give, why not give her the money? She's saying she needs to be supported. Why don't we take care of her? What, who cares? What's the problem? So the Gemara says there's two reasons. First of all, there's a chance that when the person went overseas, he, um, he left money, he left a pouch of money for her. And 
if she's going to go later and claim that he never left money and he's dead, so he's not around to argue on that. So what can ultimately happen is if we give her support and we let her collect, she's going to collect the ksuba when really she, she already has part of the ksuba and there's no way for us to know. So one issue is, is that we're concerned that he left money, which is a normal thing for a husband to do for a wife, to give her spending money when he's out of town, make sure she has what she needs. So when we hear that he dies, we're not going to give it to her for up to three months. I'm sorry, we're, we're going to give it to her um, uh, um, because anyway, she's going to have to make a shvua. She's going to have to take an oath when she comes to collect a tshuva that he didn't leave anything for her. So that's going to be number one. And reason number two, why we wouldn't give her anything. Again, reason number one is maybe he left her money. Reason number two is that even if he didn't leave her money, perhaps he said to her, listen, instead of me supporting you, you hold on to your paycheck. You keep your earnings. So with those two things in mind, with those two uh, pieces, uh, you know, uh, thought processes and, and logical a very logical realities that a person uh, can leave behind as his instructions when he goes out of town. So when he's alive, we're not going to uh, we're not going to give her for up to three months. Perhaps again, it's machlekes. If he's dead, we will because either way, she's going to have to make a shvur that she didn't get anything. She'll have to take an oath. So here we go. Keep please. Where's the machlekes? Bishalaysha b'vayshemes. He goes out of town, and as far as we know, he's still alive and kicking. Rav Amar Paiskin. Rav says we still give her money to Hamishubedla. Bottom line is. <laughs> You're married. You're obligated to take care of her. Bottom, boom. That's it. Shmuel says, no. My time. Oh, why not? The logic we said. We say that maybe he left her money. We're concerned that maybe he said, you know, I didn't, granted, I didn't leave you money. However, uh, you have your own earnings and you can hold on to it. What's the practical difference between these two svaras? As to what's Rob's background, the difference is very, uh, very logical differences. Let's say you have a, a wife who's 30 years old and doesn't have a job. So if we're concerned that he left her money, we have that concern. If we're concerned that he made an agreement with her to hold on to her earnings, well, she doesn't have earnings. Or you could say, Katana Vesavka. Maybe you have a Katana. You need a Gemara? Which one? Ksubis? I think somebody was using it on these tables here. Maybe they put it on the shelf. I'm not sure. Or you could say she's a katana vesavka. She's younger, and uh, vesavka, and she has enough for her support. Now, what does younger have to do with anything? Very often, by a younger uh, by a younger wife, when she's 10, 11 years old, she doesn't have the same the same abilities to oversee her money. So maybe he didn't leave her a whole bundle of cash. But uh, as far as earnings, if she has enough, if she has enough over there, that would suffice. Okay, beautiful. Says the Gemara Viter Tanan. We learned in the Mishnah. Mishnah, we say, a guy goes overseas. Vishnu Tavasim and the wife wants to come and demand food. We'll pay her, and then when it comes time to collect her ksuba, we'll have her take an oath. That's what we learned in our Mishnah. Again, that we learned together on the bottom of Kuf Dalar on the base. Vilaiti Shava, but Chilish doesn't need to swear in the beginning. Nachgolav and Ekahanim Gedayim Vamru. The sons of Ekahanim Gedayim argued, and they said, No, Tishava but Chilish. She has to swear either way. Now, Ad Kanle Pligi Alan Yisrua. The Machlek was in Chanan. And the children of the Kahanim Gedolim is only about when she makes a shua. Everybody agrees that she can collect her mezainus when the husband's alive. She could collect it. Do ask, is there anybody in the Mishnah who holds that we're not going to support her? No. What are they arguing about? Whether she makes a shua. That's the Gemara. Shmuel holds that the whole Mishnah is dealing when you die. 
But when the husband died. So when the husband died, everybody agreed. Like we said, everybody agreed. That's going to be supported. So what the home like us about Ashur. But after it's Shaykh, that if she's alive, that's not the case of our Mishnah. And there would be a Tana who holds that she would not receive Mizaynis. Okay. Again, no proof to Rav and no question on Shmuel from our Mishnah. So let's keep trying to see who is correct. Again, Rav holds that if, the, if we didn't hear the husband dies, so we're assuming he's alive and kicking, Rav says we will support her. Shmuel says we will not support her. Let's see who's correct. Toshma, come and listen. Misha, Allah, Hamdina, Siyam, Begah, goes overseas. Vishle, Tevas, Mizaynis, and she comes to collect Food, support. The sons of the Kahan Gudelim said, you got to swear. Hanan and Merchan says, you don't swear. Then Baba Amar, and if the husband comes and he says, I gave her money from Naman. We believe him. He's trusted to say that. All right? Meaning, he, he could go ahead and he should go ahead and say, uh, listen, I, I left her enough money. I left her enough money. That's what Rashi explains. That since the Bezdin gave her support, if she could swear and get the support, and he comes back and says otherwise, so then, um, so then uh, she'll have to repay the money. So the Gemara, says, so you see from over here again, since we believe, what's the homach like us about a shvua, about an oath? But everybody in the Maisa agrees that a bezdin will give her the money, which seems to be like Rav. And the Gemara Hakanami No, that case also is when he passed away. We, we heard he died. We just said he came back. Most people who are dead. Don't come back and tell us what happened. Says the Gemara, Imbala Achar Shmuel. We heard he died. So that's why we gave her, because that's not Lacha, but, but then it was a mistake. Lamaisi didn't die. And that's where we say that if it turns out that he says, listen, I already gave her, she'll have to uh, return the money that the Bezdin gave to her. Okay? Again, no proof against Shmuel. We don't know for sure that uh, we will, um, we don't know for sure that if he's alive. Uh, if we didn't hear that he died, we'll give her Mazainus. We don't know that for sure. Hence, still no proof to Rav or Shmuel. Toshma, come and listen. The wife comes to Bezdin and says, Hey, I need his estate to support me. He comes back and he says, Listen, lady, instead of me supporting you, you hold on to your paycheck, which a person, which a couple, as we've been learning, is allowed to do that. Even though we say, even though usually what a woman earns goes to her husband, a woman who has a nice salary has a wife to say to the husband, you don't give me my food and you don't get my paycheck. All right? So Rashai, he's allowed to do that. If Bezdin already gave a psak saying that his estate needs to support her, we follow the psak. Again, it's a kasha on Shmuel because we see that Bezdin gave a psak that she should be fed. And it doesn't mention that we heard that he died, but how is Shmuel going to wiggle out? The same answer. He'll say, maybe that is the case. We heard he died. That's why Bezdin gave the psak. Turns out it was a mistake. He came back. So on and so forth. Okay. Again, no proof. Toshma, come and listen. Uh, a guy goes overseas. And his wife shows up to Bezdin and she wants Mizaina. She wants to be supported. Bezdin yard in Linachasa. Bezdin goes down to his estate. They go down to his property. They take care of his wife. But they do not use his estate to take care of his children. All right? Because as we know, even though there's, uh, it's expected that a father will take care of the children. We don't find anywhere in the Torah there is a clear-cut obligation to do so. There certainly is a clear-cut obligation to take care of one's wife. One's children, not necessarily. Therefore, 
will take his, his uh, property to support his chiyuv, to support his wife, but we can't do that for his children. Okay. And we also do not go down to the estate to take davar acher. Remember what davar acher is? The Gemara is going to ask this later, but if you recall, about a month and a half ago, um, we learned that davar acher has to do with um, perfumes that women would use when they were... Uh, when they were living together with their husband. Because again, they didn't shower, they didn't have the same hygiene level that we had, and they, they would uh, put on these uh, deodorants and perfumes to cover up their body odor. Okay, but be it as it may, what do you see from here? That a Bezdin will go down to the property of a, of a man and be taivea it for the wife, though, even during his lifetime. says, That's where he's supporting his wife through a third person. Meaning... He, uh, Ruvain's married to Rachel, and before he leaves, he turns to Shimon. He says, Shimon, listen, I'm making you in charge of my estate to, to ensure that my wife would ha- has whatever she needs. All right, now Shimon doesn't, f- doesn't fill his duties. He doesn't do what needs to be done. So in this case, everyone will be in agreement that a Bezdin will, will do it. Why? How can Bezdin do it? I thought Bezdin does go down to his estate. Yeah, but that's when he didn't appoint anybody. The fact that he appointed somebody to do it, see... Let's us know that he wanted somebody else to, to make sure his wife was taken care of. Shimon doesn't do the job. Her Rachel needs to be taken care of. So best then we'll do it in place of Shimon. If, if he appointed a trustee to hand out the money, why is only the wife? It should be for anybody. Answer the Gemara. No, he appointed Shimon to help out the wife and to support the wife. He didn't appoint Shimon to ever take care of his kids. My Pascha says the Gemara. Well, you didn't say that. You didn't say that. If you want to say there's a major difference between the wife and kids, you should have said that. So we don't like that answer. Hence, the Gemara says, Here's what happened. Reuven goes overseas. He's married to Rachel. Rachel hears from an Eid Echad that her husband died. He, uh, uh, so he, for herself, the Ibois and Suve Be'ed Echad, Remember, we're lenient because of an aguna. So if she would want to remarry because of an e'echad, matzi min the halacha is, she's permitted to do so. And therefore, we'll even give her mezaynas. However, since, well, by children, if they can also collect the, the um, um, estate with an e'echad, we don't allow such a thing. We won't give them a zainus. In other words, you have an Eid Echad coming and saying that the guy died. Fine. Who can use the estate now based upon that reality? Who can do that? Only her. What about the kids? No. Because since children cannot collect from the estate, the wife could because of the leniency of an Aguna. So since she could remarry, she could collect as well. We're going to be make on the... We're going to be lenient on her collection. We're not going to be lenient on the collection of the children. Now says the Gemara, something that we explained as we read through. We said that if a husband goes overseas, we, we use the money to support her and not the kids. And also she can't take the money for Dover Acher. Ask the Gemara, my Dover Acher. Same Shaila that we asked for clarification. Um... Uh, a while ago, yeah, about 40 blood ago. By the Brachim, Chizab Chizab says, Takshit. Rabbi Yisif Amar Tzdaka. Once it's referring to Takshit, which is the perfume, and Rabbi Yisif says, no, it's referring to Tzedakah. Okay. Now, what is, what is Tzedakah? 
Every person who lives in a city is obligated to be mishtatif in ways of tzedakah for, uh, in, in ways of tzedakah to the community, to the, to the uh, local aniyam. So uh, do we take from the estate or not? We say no. If a guy goes overseas, doesn't leave anything specifically for tzedakah, we don't take from his estate uh, to a uh, given to the uh, obligatory tzedakah taxes, we'll call it. The one who says that she cannot collect money for tachshit, how much more so, top of Ahmed Bey's tzedakah. How much more so do we say that we don't include the estate to, uh, to pay into the uh, tzedakah fund? The one who says that we don't use it for tzedakah, but we'll say that you could use the estate to, su- to support her with the perfume. Why? Because any husband, even if he's out of town, he doesn't want his wife to become nivel. He doesn't want his wife to not be physically taken care of. And, and his opinion will be that even though we don't collect from the estate to give to the general tzedakavan, we will collect from the estate to take care of her perfume. Beautiful. Still, bottom line is, we don't, no, you don't have a raya that when a husband goes overseas and we haven't heard that he dies, we don't have a proof as to uh, whether Rob's correct that we do support her or Shmuel's correct that we don't support her. We simply don't know yet. Okay, says the Gemara Vaita. Toshma, come and listen. During the first three months after her husband dies, is she allowed to remarry? If Reuven and Rachel are married, Reuven dies childless. Is Rachel allowed to remarry right away? Are they allowed to do Yibam right away? No. You have to wait three months so we know who the father is. You have to know who the father is. So she's going to be fed by the husband's estate. After three months, she's not fed by the husband's estate or the Yavam's estate. However, let's say the Bezdin summons the Yavam to court to perform the Yibam after three months, and he doesn't do it, so he hops overseas, so now we will support her. Now, why? Because even though there's no specific timeline that's, uh, that's given for when Yibam needs to be performed, we know it's reason in the mitzvah. See, if you have a mitzvah that comes your way, you gotta do it right away. So the ex- expectation is that a Yavam is gonna fulfill his Yibam duties as soon as possible after three months. So if Bezdin calls him forward and says, hey, Rabbi, do, do Yibam. And the guy's Barach. He heads out. He's out of here. The halacha is, we'll start taking from his estate. Because it's his achrais. It's his duty. It's his responsibility to do the Yibam ASAP. Bottom line is that we're going to, Bezdin is going to take from the Yavam if he doesn't perform to support the wife. According to Shmuel, we, Bezdin does not get involved in these things. Answer the Gemara, Amr Lach Shmuel, Lamai Nechesh Lalahai, what do you want to ask me, Akasha, about the case of Yibum? No, Imishum Tsurari. If you're going to say that, um, if you're going to say the reason is that we don't want her to take it, it's because he might have left her money. What would be the reason to not give her in general? Because maybe he already gave her something. Well, the Yavam is not going to give the Yavama any money. They, didn't, they don't live together yet. They're not married yet. They have a Zika that's biblically created. They don't have any close feelings. So we're not concerned that maybe the Yavam gave her already money. And since we're not concerned about that, I'll agree that she could, uh, that, that Bezdin will get involved here. If you're going to say that maybe he said the, the Yavam is saying to her, hey, you keep your earnings. Listen, she can keep her earnings anyway. The halacha is that a Yavama 
keeps her earnings. It doesn't go to the Yavam. So Shmuel's responding that I agree by the case of Yibam, Bezdin will get involved. Because the only reasons for Bezdin to not get involved is perhaps she already has the money that he left her, or he made an agreement with her to keep her earnings. But since these two, uh, since these two uh, lines of reason don't apply by the case of Yibam, I'll agree that Bezdin will get involved under those circumstances, uh, by Yibam. Okay. Bottom line is, no challenge on Shmuel, no kasha on Shmuel. Shmuel beautifully wiggled out of that issue. Says the Gemara Baiter Toshma, come and listen. If a woman and her husband travel together overseas, she comes back from overseas. They go on a trip to Thailand. Fine. Guess who comes back? Only her. She comes back, she says, listen, Maze Bailey, my husband died in Thailand. Rotsan is Zainis. She could be supported the, by the estate, and uh, she can also uh, collect her ksuba. Right? We know she's supported until the collection of the ksuba. Fine. Let's say she says, Gershani Badi. That, not that my husband died, but my husband divorced me. Miss Parnesses, then we're Mefarnesur, Vahileches, Ad Kadek Ksuba. So I'm going to give her until the amount of the ksuba because she's agreeing that her husband's not obligated to Mazinus anymore. Once they're divorced, the estate's not obligated to feed her. So what's the whole chiv? What's the whole obligation up until the ksuba? It's fine. You can take up until your ksuba. But the bottom line is that you see that even though the husband's not here, we said she could collect from the husband's property. According to Shmuel, we don't use the husband's property. Kasha on Shmuel. And to the Gemara, no. Yeah? That case as well is Kisham Shemes. Says the Gemara, one second. If we heard that he died... So if she died, if he died, what's with this whole? She says I was divorced. What are you only taking up until the ksuba? Doesn't his isn't his estate obligated to to keep giving her money? says No, listen. We heard he died. You said you're divorced. Fine. You brought your own problems. You brought your own financial problems. If you wouldn't have opened your mouth, if you wouldn't have said anything. Then in a chanami, we would have kept giving you food. But now they say divorce. The max we can give you is up until the ksuba. Fine. Bottom line is no question on Shmuel. Shmuel wiggled out again. All right, let's try again. See who's correct. Toshma, come and listen. When did they say that a woman who is mema'enes, this minor who's married off by her mother and brother, in this rabbinic marriage? So. Uh, the, the estate does not continue to feed her. We can't be talking about where she's still living with her husband because then she didn't do me on yet, right? She, she didn't refuse the marriage yet. If they're still married, the husband's certainly obligated to feed her. What happened was, the husband went overseas. What happened was, she borrowed money to be supported which the husband would have had to pay back but then she went and refused the marriage so the marriage is now nullified. Taima, the reason why she cannot take any money from the estate is because the Miana, she ultimately walked away from the marriage. Holy Miana, let's say she didn't refuse and walk away from the marriage. Yavinala, it seems we would give her money like Rav, because now you have a case where her husband's going overseas and we are using the estate to support the wife. Unlike Shmuel, says the Gemara, no. Shmuel Shmuel's going to respond. What's the, what are you nervous about by this, uh, by this uh, girl who did Miyun? sorry, if you're concerned the husband left her money before he went overseas, we're not concerned because she's too young to hold on to a large amount of money. He wouldn't do that. 
So Bezdin is not going to be concerned that maybe Shadi has the money, so they would get involved. Another reason why Bezdin would not be involved is because maybe there's an agreement between him and her that he, she can keep her earnings. Generally, a, a girl is not going to be able to earn enough to support herself without the husband's uh, additional help. Therefore, both Svaras of why Bezdin should not get involved are out the window. Hence, Shmuel will say, similar to the case of Yibam, I'll agree that a Yava, you, that you, you absolutely should be involved. Fine. Gewaldic. So we've knocked off any possible challenges of Shit, on Shita Shmuel. On Shmuel's opinion of not being supported. So now we're back to our question. And what's the question? Who is Gerecht? Who's correct here? Is Rav correct that when a husband goes overseas, which is the, which is the topic of today's daf, that we do support her as long as we haven't heard that he died? Or is Shmuel correct that we do not support her? Who is correct? Says the Gemara. My have Allah. What is the halacha? Are we going to support the wife or not? So here we go. He also when Rav Dimi came to Bavel, he said, There was a story where um, that came in front of Rebbe in the city of Beis Sha'arim, and Rebbe said, The woman does get Mezaynes. And there was another Shaila that Lefnei Rebbe Yishmol B'Tzipari, was a Shaila came in front of Rebbe Yishmol in Tzipari, and Rebbe and Rebbe Shmuel did not allow her to collect money. Tehei ba Rebbe Yechinan. And Rebbe Yechinan was masha. He was astonished by this ruling of Rebbe Shmuel for not giving her any money. He says, I don't understand. Why didn't Rebbe Shmuel give her mezaynas? The whole machlaikas in our Mishnah is about whether or not Seeming after she collects, whether she has to take an oath. It seems everybody is in agreement that she certainly receives the Mezaynas. Only Rav Shem Barab, Rav Shem Barab responds to Rabbi Yechanan's astonishment. And he says, Shmuel and Babel already explained the Mishnah to be Kishon Baishamis. Don't be astonished, because that whole Mishnah is where we heard that he died. And again, when we heard that he died... Everybody will agree that we're giving her Mazinus. says, Really? I think that's a little bit of a stretch. Are you going to interpret the Mishnah to such a far extent? It's a little too far fetched. Rabbi was not happy with Shmuel's approach. And therefore, he remained in his astonishment of Rabbi Shmuel's Psak, because Rabbi Shmuel's Psak has to be dependent on. Us having heard that he died, that the husband died, and I, he, 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 he didn't like that approach. Rabbi Yechon didn't like that we had to explain the mission in that way. Okay. Kiyasa Rav when Rabbi came to Bavel, he said, A story came from Rabbi Beisharim, didn't give said, We do give food. Rabbi said, Now before it was Tahiba. Yeah, Rabbi Yechon was astonished. And now this way, we're, we're the, this, uh, th- this way the story is brought down is that he just said, Why didn't Rebbe give her Mazinus? Before it was, why did Rebbe Shmuel give her? So he says, why did Rebbe, uh, I'm sorry, yeah, why did Rebbe Shmuel? He said, why didn't Rebbe Shmuel give her? 
The holy nechlu chadar make a hang down in shvua. Of all mazonis yavinola. Yeah, again, are you going to far make the Mishnah so far fetched? But again, but over here, he's asking it the other way. Says the Gemara. Bottom line: the Hilkas are kavasi the Rav When a husband goes overseas, we follow Rav, and we always use the estate. Whether or not we heard that he died, we use the estate to support her until the husband gets back. And the halacha is following Rav Huna, who quoted Rav, Rav Huna A woman's, there's another halacha, not only do we support a woman when her husband goes overseas, this other halacha, that any wife can walk over to her husband and say, hey, listen, dude, I know you're my husband, and in general, however, in our situation, I'm going to hold on to my paycheck, I'm going to hold on to my earnings, and, and uh, you hold on to your obligation to support me. And the final halacha before the Mishnah is the Hilchsa Kavasi Rav Zvid Bekunya. Halacha also follows Rabbi Zvid as far as the halachas in Kunya. Okay, what's this halacha in, uh, in Kunya? The Amar Rav Zvid, Rav Zvid says, Hani Mani de Kunya. These vessels of Kunya. Now, these vessels of Kunya were made out of pottery um, and they were coated in glass. So pottery doesn't have tumah. Um, uh, intrinsically, like when you buy, purchase pottery, you don't need to be toivel it, right? But if it's coated in glass, glass itself does. If it's white or black, sharu, that is permitted uh, to be used as far as kashras is concerned, as, as far as kashering something. Uh, if it's green, if the coating um, is, uh, is green, then it's going to be Aser. Uh, lost the place, I'm sorry. And this is only true if there's no cracks in it. If there's cracks in it, then we have to assume that, that the Tarfus uh, got so far in. This is not dealing with Tumantar anymore. This is dealing with Kashrus. We have to assume the Kashrus got so far into the vessel that uh, there's no way to Kashr it. <coughs> and the only way to... Uh, the only... Um, only way to, uh, uh, and there's really no way to kasher once it got in so far. So again, the we, we're passing three halachas in the Gemara. Halacha number one is if a husband goes overseas, we do use the estate to support the wife. Halacha number two is any woman is allowed to say to her husband that instead of you getting whatever I bring in while we're married, I'm going to hold on to my paycheck and you could hold on to the mezainas. You no longer have an obligation to feed me. I, I'll rely on my own paycheck and you're, you ain't getting any of it. A, a woman can do that. <coughs> and also we pass on like Rav Zvid that depending on the color of glaze, the type of glaze that you put on top of pottery, or whether or not there's cracks, that will determine whether or not something can be koshered and uh, turned from treif to kosher. Beautiful. Okay. We're now up to the Mishnah on the bottom of Kuf Zayin Amadez. Let's learn the Mishnah together, and then we'll restart from this Mishnah, Be'ezas Hashem, on Matzi Shabbos as well. So here we go. Our Perak started out again on the bottom of Kuf Dalit Amadez, listing a couple of, of uh, we said there were, there were a couple halachas of Hanan. The first one was uh, a woman who goes overseas, about whether, when she has to make a shvua, when she wants to be supported by the husband's estate. Let's get on to the next halacha. A husband goes overseas. This is amazing. Ruvain goes overseas. He's married to Rachel. 
Shimon goes as a nice guy, and Rachel doesn't have any food. So Shimon goes and he says, Rachel, I'll take care of you. Now he's hoping Reuven's going to pay him back. He's expecting that. Somebody else goes and, and is Mefarnes Rachel. Hanan Oimer Hanan says, Ibed Esma Isav. Listen, you did a nice mitzvah by taking care of the Rebetzin, but you, lo- you lose your money. You cannot demand the money, uh, the, you cannot demand the money back from the husband. The husband never asked you to support his wife. However, the sons of Ganem Gedalim argued and they said, "No, Yeshava Kama Haitzi Viyito." The halacha is that uh, Shimon, who supported the wife, should make a shvua of how much he gave the wife, and he can demand it in Bezdin. Amr of Daisim and Horkinus Kedavreim. Of Daisim and Horkinus agreed with the children of Ganem Gedalim that Shimon would be permitted to demand that money back. Amr of Daisim and Horkinus Kedavreim. Amr of Yechem Mezakai. Yafa Amr Chana. No, Chanan is correct. Hanan's correct. Ruvain has no obligation to pay back Shimon. Haniach Ma'isav al Karen Sri. Shimon has put his money on the horn of a deer. What does it mean on the horn of a deer? If you, if you see a beautiful, beautiful deer in your backyard and you place a pouch of money on it, where's that money going? Wherever that deer runs. Yeah, that's it. It's lost. Deer don't stay in one place for too long. She says, it's an expression. You put on the horse of a deer. Shimon, you're a nice guy. You gave the money to Rachel, but you can't expect that money is ever coming back to you. That's the Machlaikas. We have a, uh, again, Machlaikas in the Mishnah. We have a Machlaikas over who's correct in the Machlaikas. And Bezim, tomorrow, we will pick up, um, we will rechaz, we will chaz the Mishnah again. We'll review the Mishnah. I pick up from the Gemara on the bottom of Kuf Zayin on the base. Have a wonderful, wonderful Shabbos, Chavra.